0: welcome to be the ceo of your life and business podcast with your hosts laura katina and amy mara this podcast was created for business women in particular who are juggling pursuing their career family life and all of the things that come along with it we know that building a career running a business and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all. And share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. We are happy to have you back for this week's episode, and we are actually starting a leadership series. So, over the course of the next few podcast episodes, Not really sure how many just yet, but stay tuned. We are going to share on the topic of leadership. It's a topic that both Laura and I are really passionate about. We love reading about leadership and how to be the best leaders that we can for our own firm and how we can learn from other leaders of other organizations or really highly effective and um, high performing leaders in the thought industry and just business in general, how we can learn from them and how we can implement those kinds of strategies and tips and teachings that they provide into the context of our business and even into the context of our clients and, and how we, you know, continue to do work. So we want to bring this series to you and chunk it down into separate episodes so that we can give you a little bit of a flair on leadership in many different aspects. So Laura, I'm going to kick it over to you. You can give us a little background as to why we're talking about leadership today.
2: So I think leadership is such an important topic in your professional life, your business life, and also your personal life. I think today we'll talk mostly about professionally, why it's so important, and save personally for another episode, although they kind of bleed into one another. Mm -hmm. But the reason I thought of this topic is because I was listening to, we always talk about all the podcasts we listen to, and one of my favorite is the Ed Milet Show. And he's phenomenal. He does the best interviews by far, has the best content. So I always love listening to him. And yesterday he had uh, a female CEO on, and she is the CEO of a billion dollar company. But this, you know, of course, took her uh, many years to build. And one thing she said that really just piqued my interest was that one of the most important things. In building her company's culture went all the way back to when it was just three of them. Now they have like hundreds of thousands of employees. Their company's much bigger. When it was just three of them, they used to eat lunch together every day. And it's something so simple, right? Like mm-hmm. when you think of leadership, you don't think of putting things in place like eating lunch with your, your staff or the people you work with. Like that's sometimes, you know, sometimes not something that you would think of as something that would be productive. Mm-hmm. But she said that that was one of the most important things in building her company culture from the ground up and i just think it's something that gets lost um we because it's priceless you know we i think spoke on a prior podcast about (laughs) i think it was our first podcast when you talked about the thing that sparked this podcast way back when, when we were in that committee meeting and you suggested having like a lunch meeting and it was just like, it was the most horrible suggestion, even though you and I thought it was phenomenal. <laughs> and one of the things that some of the people in that meeting said was that you lo- what was it, Amy? You say it because you, you, like you, lose- you lose
1: three billable hours if you take yourself away from your work for an hour. Right.
2: And so what she was saying in that context in this podcast is that those two things aren't even comparable because- mm-hmm you just can't look at it that way because when you're a leader and you want to build a positive culture, the time you spend building that coach culture with your people is priceless. And that can include things like you suggested, which I thought was awesome. Having a lunch meeting, eating lunch with the people that you work with. And one thing she said is that, yeah, we would talk about work. So we all knew what was going on, but we also talked about reality TV. And things like that, like fun stuff. So it's building relationships with people that you work with, right? It's so important
1: it's absolutely so important. And I think we talked about this too. um, And we've talked about it before in the context of communication with your employees and your team members, but your work environment is going to be that direct reflection on how you're leading your team. So if you're one of those people that categorically just closes yourself off, doesn't interact with your team, and you're a leader in your organization, and you completely close yourself off, you don't interact with the team, you don't, take the time to have lunch with them or even ask how they're doing or how their family is or how their weekend was or anything like that, that's going to send a message to your team members that you don't care enough about them on that level. You don't care about how they feel in the environment. You're just there to do work. Even if that's not your intention. Even if it's not your intention. Right. 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 And it's, you know, and that's the thing too. You, you have to be careful about the signals that you send to other people when you're in a role, a leadership role, because people are looking to you all day long. They're looking to you. And I, you know, I've learned this in my past experience as well, I wasn't always a partner of a firm. I was an associate at certain times as well, but there were team members that worked with us, paralegals, secretaries, et cetera. And they would look to me just because of where I was positionally in the company, in the firm, to see what I was doing. And they would try and reflect and mirror certain things that they wanted to try and implement for themselves. So Everything that you do, from keeping your door open so that you can send a signal to your team that you are open for discussions and open open those lines of communications, that's a signal, and that's going to be reflected in how your team members respond to you. They will then feel like they can approach you and communicate with you. The bottom line that I'm getting at there is just that you as a leader have to recognize that the leadership it starts with you and it flows from you and it's going to flow into the rest of the organization.
2: And you can't look at the time you're spending with your staff, I hate that word. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna use it, not staff, <laughs> the people you work with. We, yeah. Amy and I have personal reasons why we dislike that word so much <laughs> um, from a past experience. But with the people you work with, you can't look at it like, even though you're not quote unquote, you can't see me, I'm on Zoom, but working, it's still of so much value to your business. So you can't even compare those two things and think like, okay, if I take time out of my day today to sit and have lunch with the people I work with, if it's just a half hour, that you're losing time and money because the things that you're gaining and fostering that environment are worth so much more than something that you could be bringing in by working at that moment. Right. And
1: that that's the point you're you just made the 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 point of the entire discussion today is, is that while you are taking away from the bottom line in a monetary sense, you also could be adding to your bottom line because you are fostering a better working environment, which could lead to more productivity. so that short term loss, I guess you want to say of working billable time, whatever it is. Oh gosh, billable time. But (laughs) that short term loss could also end up being a huge benefit and you just don't see it right away. And that's the biggest thing that you have to remember is that when you take these steps, they might not produce immediate results, but you are really churning something beneath the surface and it's working and it's starting to really churn. And when you see it actually kick into full gear, you're going to see it with your, the way that your team interacts, with the attitudes of people that when they walk in the door in the morning or log on, because we might be virtual at that point. And you might see it in the way that your clients or customers are being served, you, it, it's going to trickle down and snowball to so much more. And all it takes is that one step forward.
2: And it's so funny because when I was much younger and working for a really big firm, one thing that we used to do every day was eat lunch together. We, we didn't go out, but you know, some people brought lunch and it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to go out to lunch. Most of the time we didn't go out to lunch. Some of us would go out and pick up food. Others would bring their lunch from home, but we would sit in one of the huge conference rooms. Cause we had at that time that I'm talking about, we had a pretty big team and, and it wasn't just the associates, the partners would come in and eat with us. And at that point it was so fun. And during that time, you know, when we had those group of people together, it fostered a fun work environment. Like, yeah. yeah, it's stressful because we were litigators and we were, you know, had all these hours we had to bill and all these things we had to do. But we used to literally sit us and even the, the head partners of our group used to come in and sit with us. And we would literally talk about reality TV, like things that didn't have to do with work. And it made coming to work more enjoyable. And
1: you guys don't see Laura right now because you don't have the benefit of zoom, but she's lighting up <laughs> and that is something Laura. Gosh, you haven't worked there in close to what? 15, 18 years. You left
2: there in 2007.
1: So 15 years ago, you haven't been there, but the way that you're describing it lights you up in such a way that you're remembering how much that impacted you. And yeah. you know, I, and I can say this, this from my experience. When Laura and I were working together at our former firm, one of my favorite parts of the day was when I would walk in. Laura would already be there for like seven hours before me. <laughs> really, she would get there super early and I would walk in, I'd make the coffee or Laura would already have the coffee pot brewed and I would get myself a cup of coffee and I would go in her office and I would sit and we would just talk about everything. We would talk about what's on our plate. We would talk about things happening in our personal lives, both of us being moms. We had so much to relate to. And it was just such a bright part to my day. And I always left Laura's office feeling like, okay, I got some things off my chest or, okay, I feel really good. I feel like motivated. And I went and I tackled my to-do list, you know, and it was just like that bright moment In the morning, that really set my day up for success.
2: And when you think about it, that's really how we fostered our relationship. Yeah. Because we used to take the time and it didn't feel to us like we were losing something.
1: No. We also knew and respected that if we were both in the midst of having to get something done or if we said, hey, listen, can't talk for long this morning. I have something that has to happen at 930 or I need to get you know going on these motion papers. They're due in two days, whatever. We'd be like, okay, good. I respect your time. I'm going to go off and do my thing. You do your thing. And we got our stuff done. You, that's why you saying it before the way that you did was spot on. You're not losing. You're also gaining. It's apples to oranges. It really is.
2: I mean, we've both been in different work environments in the past yeah. and the environment created by the leader is everything. So on our side of the office, we had a certain environment when we were, you know, open, our doors were rarely closed. Amy and I had offices right next to each other. So our offices were, you know, our doors were always open unless like we had a conference call or, you know, one of us was writing something that we really had to focus on, then we might close the door to just to, you know, close off other distractions. Our bookkeeper was on that side of the office with us. So, you know, when she, she wasn't in all the time, but, you know, a couple of days a week when she was there, like she would come in, say good morning. And it was just a very like friendly environment, like positive on our side of the office environment. And I think that that's something that you create, like that doesn't just happen. Like you no. create that. And I think one other thing that sometimes leaders don't think about is you can actually decide what kind of environment you, have to, you want to have, right? Mm-hmm. So we talk all the time a bit about being intentional with various aspects of your life and your business. That's also something that you should be intentional about, which is also something that Ed Milet spoke about on the podcast is that, you know, sit back and say to yourself as a leader, what kind of environment do you want your company to be? And part of creating that environment is like looking at yourself as a leader and saying, do I spend enough time with the people I work with? Do I know anything about them? Do I eat lunch with them once a week or every other day or whatever it might be? And you know what? A lot of times you can't sit down to have lunch with everybody every single day. How this woman pulled that off, I don't know. It was amazing. But even if you just do it a couple times a week, or have a weekly meeting with everybody in your office. How's everybody doing? Is there anything going on that we need to know about? You know, what's coming up that we need to focus on? By doing that and communicating with the people that you work with, it creates such a positive environment. Mm-hmm. And which brings us to the another point we wanted to talk about is that it, it makes the people you work with feel like you have their back.
1: Yes. Right. Yeah,
2: And I think that that is so huge for, you know, your people to know that you support them and it makes them want to be there and yeah. want to work for you and want to put the time in. Right.
1: Yes. You know, I read, um, I'm in the midst of reading Dave Ramsey's book, Entree Leadership, and he's just somebody incredible. Phenomenal. Gosh. I mean, that book is is like when, when I have an organization larger than just our firm right now, that book is going to be sitting on my desk for easy reference. It is just packed with incredible practical business leadership, financial knowledge. And one of the things that he talks about is in line with like company culture and how you treat your company and your, your employees is when people are going through really bad seasons, it's really easy to dismiss someone. It's really easy to say, you know what? You're having a bad day. All right. Well, then take a, take a day off because I don't need that attitude in my office or something like that. It's so easy to do that. What's harder is to give those people the grace and the compassion and the empathy that is going to pay you back in dividends in the long run because you respected your team member and you respected how difficult things are, you know, that they're going through. And I forget exactly what the issue was with the one employee that he brought up in the book, but essentially he loved on that employee so well and said, you know what, this employee is going through a really rough time. I'm not going to lay it on thick. I know their performance is slipping, but they're humans and they have other stuff going on and Being the leader that he was, he said, It's time to give them grace and say, You know what? This is going to be a temporary time period where you're going to be affected. But if I give you grace now, I know you're going to come back and you're going to say, I respect him or her as my leader for treating me the way that they did and embracing me the way that they did, as opposed to just dismissing me and saying, Figure it out. You have a job to do. When you hear those things come out of your mouth, like, If you don't have a gut reaction to the way those two things sound, you got to do some introspection, my friend, because (laughs) you should feel kind of gross if you, if you sit there and think to yourself, yeah, I tell them to go home and like regroup and come back tomorrow as opposed to, you know what, you're having a tough time and and I'm going to, I'm going to be there for you and I'm going to support you and I'm going to have your back because that way those people are going to come back for you. They're going to have your back.
2: That's not easy for everybody. No. So for us, that might be easy because that is our nature. And, you know, we've done so much work on leadership and personal development over the last several years that, you know, we've decided that that's the environment that we want. And we knew that coming into our partnership. Yeah. But if you are in an organization or leading a team that hasn't always had, that kind of environment, um, and those kind of relationships, you can start working on it. So it takes, like you said, introspection, looking at what kind of environment you have, start, start where you are. Mm -hmm. What do you have? And is there something different that you want to create? And that may be starting as small as have, and it doesn't have to be with your whole team eat lunch with a couple people you work with. One or two days a week. You don't have to start by like making all these massive changes. You know, start small. So you can start by picking one or two things that you can change. How about when you walk in in the morning and say, How are you?
1: Right? And actually caring what the response is. Right. And and paying attention to the response and really realizing that that three minute conversation that you have with your team member is valuable.
2: Say good morning. Yeah. Good morning. How are you? How's everything? And then you can get on with your day. But those small things can't be compared to what we know as the billable hour or dollars and cents because they hold so much value that they're seriously priceless. So I think it's important to start there. You can take a look at yourself, take a look at your environment. Is there something you want to change? Where are you now? What do you want the environment to be? Take a look at who works with you and what your relationship is with those people. Are you spending enough time with them? Are you talking to them? Do you know anything about them? It's so simple. The
1: underlying tone in all of that is that leadership starts with you in the sense that leading is much more about how you as the leader are doing things as opposed to how your team members are doing things and that takes a lot of work to get to that point where you actually realize it that you as a leader are serving your team members 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year, you are serving your team members and your team members have roles and their responsibilities. But like at what Laura, what you're saying here is you're listing things off. I hope that everyone is grasping that leadership starts with you. How you show up is how it's going to impact your work environment. How you do things is going to bleed into your team members. You have to work on you first.
2: And taking that time to do that is much more valuable than any money you'll make in a billable hour. Um, mm-hmm. So it's so important to take a look at yourself, your environment, and you know your relationships with the people you're working with. It all starts with you. So we hope that these tips have been helpful today. We look forward to bringing you more episodes on leadership because it's a topic we're really passionate about. And we look forward to speaking with you in the next episode.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more businesswomen just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.